Okay, good morning, everybody. I want to welcome all of us, those of us in the building and those that are watching online. Let's start by praying. Heavenly Father, we bless you for a wonderful day, excellent day that you've given us. Thank you for the opportunity we have to come and worship you this morning. Whether we're here in the building or we're online, we thank you because you're not limited by space. You are not limited by circumstance and by, by environment. Your power transcends all this. And we are very grateful to you. That we serve in such a great and wonderful God like you. Thank you for, in spite of our situation this morning, each one of us, whether in this building or online, we make a conscious decision to worship you because we acknowledge who you are. So please help each one of us to have a real encounter with you that will transform our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just a brief announcement, whether you are in the building or you're watching online. Uh, the first thing is our pastor is not here this morning. Uh, he's serving at the Oasis Church in Willowsey. Let's pray for him. That he, as he meets with people there, God will give him the right word to speak to them. For those of us who are here, don't forget that we're still under this pandemic and we have to follow the instructions and the guideline. We have to be strictly uh, in our hygiene. Wash your hands, use the hand gel, but also make sure you keep enough distance don't worry whether you are keeping physical distance with people you're not keeping distance from god god is here and the last point is for those with little children if you want to use downstairs it's available you will be able to see and get everything as we who are here and for those of you online please engage with god the fact that you're online does not limit your access to God. Engage with him and send in chat into the chat room. The Lord bless you. Let's worship him this morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Gateway Church. As Abel said at the beginning, whether you're here with us in the building or whether you're at home, we are so glad that you're with us and you are so, so welcome here. Now then, kids. This morning, for these, for these next five minutes, this is all about you. So push your grown-ups to the side. It's not about them right now. It's about you, kids, okay? Sit up straight. Are you ready? Now then. The sermon series at the moment is all about how to get through what you're going through. And in a minute, Ronald is going to talk about something called submission. Now that is a big, big word for us to understand. So we are going to make it a little bit more simple, and we are going to talk about just doing what you're taught. Now, <laughs> no, I work with a lot of children, and I can see a lot of parents here who know that children find it a little bit hard sometimes to do what you're taught. 
It's tricky, it is. And whether you're a child or whether you're a grown-up, it is just tricky sometimes to do what you're told because we don't always want to. But it is so, so important, and we're going to find out why. Now, first, we need to think about listening carefully because if you're not listening, then how are you going to know what to do? You need to be listening carefully. So we're going to play a little game to help us tune in our listening ears and really concentrate and think about what we're being told to do and do what we're being told. So I want everyone in the building, child or grown up, up on your feet, everyone at home up on your feet, we're going to play a little game. We're going to play Simon Says. It's really easy. We know how to play. If I say Simon Says and give you an instruction, you do it. But if I don't say Simon Says, you've got to be listening because you're not supposed to do it. Are you ready? (sighs) Simon Says, put your hands on your head. Simon says, switch your toes. Simon says, jump up and down. <laughs> Some people are like, you can stop. <laughs> Simon says, spin round. Simon says, jump up and down. Spin round. <gasps> oh, we've got so many people in the building. Good. Basketball <laughs> still jumping. I didn't say Simon says. You've got to be listening. You don't have to still jump. It's okay. Are we ready? Should we try again? Simon says, pat your tummy. Simon says, bat your head. Simon says, touch your knees. Simon says, touch your toes. Simon says, spin round. Simon says, hop on my leg. Simon says, hop and spin. Hop and spin. Simon says, jump up and down. Simon says, touch your knees. Simon says, touch your toes. Touch your knees. Oh, I got so many then. See, it's so important to listen. You can sit down now. We'll stop. (laughs) Thank you. Should I leave now? So it is so important to listen. You can't do what you're told if you're not listening carefully to what you're being told. Now then, I'm going to ask Sam to come up. Because in life, we have lots of things going on. We have lots of things that we want to be doing in our life. Lots of goals and lots of targets. Lots of things that we're trying to achieve. And Sam represents those targets. Okay, maybe... You're trying to aim to learn a new skill. You're riding a skateboard or you're trying to learn how to ride your bike without your stabilizers. That's really tricky, isn't it? So maybe that's a goal you're trying to achieve. Maybe you're learning how to read. That's really tricky. Very tricky to learn how to read. Maybe you're trying to learn how to tie your shoelaces. That's difficult. Maybe you've got really, really big dreams, really, really big goals. Like you love painting or drawing, you think, when I grow up, I want to be an artist. So that's a great, great big dream that you've got there. Now then, we're going to see what happens. <laughs> Sam asked me why he had to dress as a gingerbread man. I said, you'll find out when we're on stage. Actually, I just wanted him to dress as a gingerbread man. Oh, yeah. So that's <laughs> now, <laughs> now, when we're trying to achieve our, our goals, our, our dreams over here, We're going to think about what happens when we're just trying to do that all on our own. Now, I've got a balloon here that's going to represent you or me. And if you've got a balloon at home, you can blow your balloon up. I'm going to blow mine up now. I'll be quick. Oh, I was cut off. Okay. Now, this is you. And you're trying to achieve your dreams. You want to be over here. You want to be doing all these things, these goals, these targets. You want to be doing it all. You want to get over here. Over here. Right. But you're over here. Now, if you're trying to do it on your own, watch what happens. Oh. Did I get there? 
I didn't get there, did I? I was trying to do it on my own. I was ignoring everyone. I was just doing it on my own. I wasn't listening to anybody. But you know, actually, there's someone who can help us get over here. There's someone that knows exactly what we need to do. That's telling us everything that we need to do. Saying, follow me, listen to me, and I can get you there. And now I know there's lots of people that tell us what to do for good reasons. Our mums and dads, we need to listen to them. We need to listen to grown-ups and our teachers. But there's someone even more important that is telling us what to do. Saying, hey, I know. I know how you can get there. I know how you can achieve what you want to achieve. Listen to me. Do as I say. Follow me. Trust me. Who is that person? I want to, if you're at home, I want you to shout out whatever screen. If you're watching on your telly, your computer, shout out. Who is that person? Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, it's Jesus. It's God. He knows exactly what we need to do. And we need to be listening to him and doing what he tells us to do so that we can get net. Oh, let's see if that'll work. Let me, let me make another us. Cut me off again. Now then, this time, I'm going to attach us to God, okay? Because God is telling us, hey, listen to me. Do as I say, and you will get that. Now, I've, this straw, I've attached us to a straw. It's not to scale. We're not bigger than God. God God's bigger than us. But just for the sake of this, God's a straw. Now, if we listen to God, it's not really, if we listen to God and we do what he says, then hopefully... So there we go. You can't do it on your own. You can't reach those dreams. You can't achieve those goals on your own. You need to listen to God. He knows exactly what to do and he's telling you what to do. Listen to him, follow him, trust him. And you can get you can achieve anything. Nothing is impossible with God. Thank you for listening. You've been amazing. Thank you very much for that, Grace. Sam. It's a very interesting way of illustrating submission and listening to God's word. It's great to have you here tonight, uh, tonight, <laughs> this morning. And it's really um, a time for us to go to seek what God is telling us, to guide us through to where he wants us to be. And I don't know about you, we're talking about how to get through what we're going through. It is very timely especially in this time that we're struggling with the pandemic, with the recession, with people having things messed up, their plans really scuppered. To give you an example, I didn't plan to stay inside the house most of the day doing Zoom. Like yesterday, I did four Zoom calls. I don't know why I put myself in that situation, but that's how it is. You may be having to go through some difficult times at the moment, but to tell you frankly, there are things in life that we have very little control of, and we are finding ourselves having to deal with them. Have you gone through a time when you tried to plan everything as you want them to be, only to find out that they just didn't happen in the end? Now, I don't know where the guys can have some pictures for me on screen. This is just to tell you about a story about a couple who celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary. So they're from Chicago, and they would organize a holiday away in Italy, 
I don't know whether you could see it on screen, and hopefully people online can see it as well. They were enjoying themselves, and they basically went around Italy as much as they can on the first day. Understandably, they were so tired. They went to bed early that day, only to be woken up at 7 a.m. Italy time. And the reason, they got a phone call from their son back in Chicago. Now, they realized if it's 7 a.m. in Italy, then it's around midnight in Chicago. So it's never going to be good, is it going? As you could imagine, managed to speak to the son. The son said, we're okay, we're okay, don't worry. <laughs> That's not a good sign again. We got an accident, and this is what happened. Guys, can you show that picture? I don't know if you could see. Somebody hit them on the side, and the car was really smashed over. Obviously, the good father that he was, he said, oh, okay, that's fine, as long as you're okay. Thousand dollars worth of the car loss. And that really ruined their plans for their holiday. They had to go back home to make sure everything's okay. If you're like you and like me, you probably have to put aside whatever great plans you've had for yourself and your loved ones. Have you ever gone through things that didn't go as planned? In this series, we're talking about how do we navigate challenging seasons in our lives? Those times when we have to deal with pain, suffering, hardships. Over the past two weeks, we've been talking about uh, stages where we could deal with stuff. Three phases that we've been uh, talking about, three phases of our faith. The first one being confident faith, when we feel that we are having God's presence right where we are, our fresh, our faith is fresh and new and we're vibrant. We're obedient to the things that God is telling. Our faith is like putting us in cloud nine. Gratitude comes very freely from our mouths. Nothing to complain about. But the last phase on, the, on those three phases is what we call living faith. That living faith is when there's a deep abiding confidence that God will deal with whatever circumstance. And our joy and our peace is there, regardless of the situation. That is a living faith that is not dependent on situations happening around us. But that's the third phase. How do you reach from confident faith to living faith? We have to go through the second phase. And that second phase is when our faith is challenged. When things don't really go the way we plan them to be. When we struggle finding a way for us to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We sometimes feel, are my prayers being answered? Does God really care for me? I don't know about you. I've been through those stages where my faith is being challenged. Hopefully during this time, we'll find ways on how to navigate those, those, those situations. Especially now, we we struggle with questions like, how do we respond with this COVID situation? The news have not been very encouraging. We've seen more cases being rec uh, recorded, and things have been locked down, places have been locked down everywhere, especially up north in, in the country. How do we deal with these things? Our response to this season of challenged faith determines whether we reach that point of us enjoying what it is to live out our faith, from challenged faith to living faith. Now, we've been talking about Moses' story, 
And if you have your Bibles with you, I'd like to encourage you to turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 34. And we'll talk about what Moses had to go through after leading the Israelites out of Egypt, out of bondage. We've been looking at Moses' story as an example of how it is that one can go through the challenges of their faith in their lives and find God's favor. In here we see that Moses has led the Israelites out of, the, of slavery into the promised land. That's the plan. That's the target. That's where they want to be. And at that journey towards the promised land, they had to go through a lot of detours. They went around the desert for 40 years. Now, 40 years is more than my lifetime. I'm actually just 25, if you could imagine. A lot of you are laughing. I don't know why. But yeah, 40 years is a long time. But the thing is, it's not 40 years of comfort. It's not 40 years of things going well. It was 40 years in the desert where life is at the bare minimum, where it's barren, it's dry. There's very little to do, very little to go for. You might be going through a desert situation right now. Hopefully it won't last 40 years. But it seems that long already, having gone through that desert experience yourself. In this part of the Bible, in Deuteronomy chapter 34, we read that Moses was struggling to deal with the people. And they had to uh, negotiate with God and ask God for guidance. It's a good thing that Grace mentioned about listening to God and asking for his leading. But here, Moses is at the end of his lifetime, really. And we read here that in verse 1, it says there, Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. Here's the thing. And the Lord showed him all of the land. Gilead as far as Dan, all of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim, Manasseh, and all the land of Judah, as far as the western sea, the Negreb, the plain that is, the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zor. And verse 4, it says there, And the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I will have you let see, I will let you see it with your eyes. But you shall not go over there. Moses was trying to guide a whole nation from bondage, from slavery, towards what they call the promised land. The land that has been promised to him by their loving God. And he was seeing it. He could actually come and experience it very readily if he wanted to. But God said... You will not enter that land. Now, things may be that you've struggled, you've strived, you've made every effort to reach what you would consider your promised land. Now, it may be that you're struggling with the idea that it's within my reach, but I cannot grab hold of it. You struggle with that idea. Your, your faith in what could be is being challenged. Let me encourage you. God knows where you are at and he has a plan for you at this time as the music team the worship team are encouraging us with the next song
I would encourage you, try to figure out what is your current desert experience? What are the things you're bringing, finding yourself struggling with to manage and handle and understand? Just like Moses. He was supposed to lead the Israelites into the promised land, and yet he was told, you will not be able to enter it. If you're in online, if you feel comfortable, put it on the chat box. What is it that you're struggling with? If you're here right now in the building, I encourage you, if you have a pen and paper, write it down. There's power in mentioning things and putting down on paper because it makes you understand your real situation. What is it that you're going through right now? What desert experience do you have to deal with? What challenges do you have to face? Lord God, we thank you that you are the name above all names and that you are wonderful far above our descriptions, our ability to describe. Lord God, teach us to see you for who you are, that we may find confidence and strength in our challenging times. Amen. You can grab your seats. We talked about Moses' experience and how 40 years on leading the Israelites out of Egypt through the desert and just at the brink of coming into the promised land, he was told, you cannot enter in. Now, this is not the first time that he and the Israelites were at the at the borders of what is to become their promised land. You might be at the brink of something that you are aiming for. And you've had those opportunities before, but you haven't really come into entering it. This is what happened to the Israelites. If you go back, we're talking about Moses at the end of his life. We look back at an account in Numbers chapter 13, we realize that they actually have been at the doorstep. What was God's intention for them, God's plan for them. And this is what happened in Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 and the subsequent verses. You can read it at home. It's a wonderful story. It's a remarkable story, really. In verse 1 and 2, we read, the Lord spoke to Moses. And again, just to highlight the fact, it's important for us to know what God is telling us. Because this will guide us towards God's wonderful plans for us. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, send men to spy out to the land of Canaan, which I'm, going to, which I'm giving to the people. He was saying this as a matter of fact, as a guarantee really. Which I'm giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone, a chief among them. You already sent spies. Just to find out how things are and for them to actually realize and witness for themselves what kind of a wonderful thing God has planned out for them. Now, God has a plan for you. Don't know whether you realize that. God has a plan for you. It's a wonderful thing. And he has actually given you insight on what that would be. Just like in the Israelites' experience... He, sent, he asked Moses, he instructed Moses to send out spies. But here's the thing. Sometimes what God intends for us may not be the way we planned out for ourselves. Our view of what should be happening in our lives may oftentimes be different to what God intended. So these spies were sent down, then they came back. In verse 27, we'll jump through 
to that part. In verse 27 of that same chapter we read, And they told him, this is the spies coming back with the reports. We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey. Meaning it's a really prosperous and wonderful land. Everything you need is there. It flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. They showed off this magnificent um, produce from that country. However, there's always a however. There's always but. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, verse 28. And the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The descendants of Anak were quite big. They're giants of the day. So they weren't really too pleased to go in. This is in spite of God telling them, yeah, you can get in there. You can enjoy the fruits of the land. This is God Almighty, the Almighty One, the Beautiful One, the Wonderful One, telling them it's up for the taking. And yet because of what they saw, what they perceived to be the situation, they missed out. They decided not to follow God's instruction. Why do we suffer? It's sometimes because of our own choices. Had to admit that. I'm a very proud person, my wife will tell you that. Sometimes I don't want admitting my mistakes. I really get annoyed inside. It's probably not too obvious because I'm a just pleasant guy, I hope. I do get annoyed inside when people tell, tell me off, when I have been told of my mistakes. But true enough, some of the bad things that happen to us could easily be because of our wrong decisions, our naivety probably, things that we have done that get in the way. Just like the Israelites, they decided, no, not for us. No matter what God said, yeah, we choose not to go in. So they delayed their obedience to what God is saying. That's why they wandered in the wilderness, in the desert for 40 years. They could easily have gone in and started enjoying God's plan for them. Was there anything that God told you to do that you know from his word, from the preaching of his word, during your time of communion in prayer, during a time of worship, God has impressed, impressed in your heart for you to do. My son, my daughter, do this. God said, not Simon, God said, do this. Submission, and this is a, a, a big thing for me. I've, I've been reminded by this repeated. Submission is allowing for a higher authority to have his way in your life and letting them lead. Even if you think you can, you need to submit. Oftentimes, and you may argue with me when I tell you this, when you submit to somebody, you don't necessarily agree with them. Because that's not submission, that's agreement. But when you submit, you often have to argue, is that right? Do I have to do this? Oftentimes, we find ourselves having to submit to God because our own personal human selfish nature would say, nah, not for me. Too many big giants there. Too many big cities, fortified camps. We can't really get in there. I don't want to go into the promised land. No matter how good it is. Can I be frank with you guys? 
to all those online, God has a wonderful plan for you. To the Israelite, that was the promised land. To you, to everyone here, God may have planned something far greater than what you could even imagine. But we need to submit to him. The challenges that we do, some, we go through sometimes is because of our choice not to submit to God. Let me encourage you. God never intended you to be in any harm's way. God never intended for you to go through difficult times. It may be so for a season, but it is for something far greater than what we could imagine. Sometimes we go through difficult times and suffering because of our own faults. Now, it may very well be that you're going through difficult times because of other people's decisions. Now, that may be in the form of a parent or a spouse walking out. Or a corrupt advisor, financial advisor that got most of your money. Or it might be a child or a friend who broke your heart. The things that we go through sometimes may be a result of other people's action. And then we struggle. Why did this happen? Why? Why do I go through this pain, these difficulties, these hardships? It's a very, very difficult question to answer. Why? I remember my children when they were still growing up, do this. I tell them, why? They won't admit it now because they're still young. They've probably forgotten it. Do this, no. Why? Endless questions, why, why, why? When we go through difficult times and sufferings, we always ask, why? Why did I lose my job? Why do I have to stay in the house? Why do I have to wear masks? Why do I have to shut up and not sing when I'm in church? We were being led wonderfully, and, and I could feel God's encouraging us to just celebrate Him. But we're limited because of restrictions in place. Why? I have friends that tell me, why do we just have to submit to all these restrictions? We can be exercising our faith and let God lead us on. Why? I feel that we are restricted not only in the physical but also in the spiritual. Why? Now, if, if, if we are really honest, we struggle figuring out answers to that question. Why? We sometimes say, well, God has a plan. And it, I'm sure it will work out. It's true. But if, if you're in that situation and you were the one asking that same question, why, that won't really much become of help really. It doesn't give you the satisfaction that you would want. As we prepare to this next part of seeking God in worship, let me just share with you what a famous psychiatrist by the name of Viktor Frankl Mentioned. I don't know whether we have a, a picture of him at all, but never mind if, if it's not available. Viktor Frankl is a psychiatrist and he was sharing in his book his experience and his view of suffering. He went through the difficulties of the concentration camps during the Second World War. The threat of being put in a gas chamber is always there. Being tortured, being deprived food, being deprived their freedom. In his book, he wrote, 
Suffering in itself is meaningless. Strong words from this man. He says, we give our suffering meaning by the way in which we respond to it. Forces beyond our control can take away everything you and I possess except for one thing. Your freedom to choose how you will respond to the situation. Let me say it again. Your freedom to choose how you will respond to the situation. Now think about the situation you're in, the difficulties you have to deal with, the suffering you have to endure. Let me suggest, instead of asking why you have to go through all of them, instead of trying to, to find out why you have to go and endure these things, ask yourself, how should I respond to this situation? Because you have the freedom to make that choice. And that freedom is yours to exercise. How are we responding to the situation we find ourselves in? Let's have that in our minds as we meditate on God's word. We serve a great God. If you're in the, following us online, that's a big opportunity for you to say amen. Put it on the chat box. We serve a great God. And he understands your situation. He understands your frustrations, the suffering, the pain that you may be going through. We all, through go, we all go through stages in our lives where we struggle with this situation. And we need to understand that we have a God who understands us and wants us to overcome them. So that we may enter into his plans and experience them for ourselves. As we try to figure out how do we get through what we're going through, we need to first realize that God has a better plan. And he has a way for us to get to that place where we can experience that plan in our lives. But we need to submit to him. It may not be easy. It may be contrary to your own idea of what should be the case in our lives. But that's the whole idea of submission, recognizing a greater power, a higher authority, who we can trust, who we can just submit to and say, wherever you go, whatever you ask me to do, I will trust you and I will follow. Let me just offer you two things that we can do on our part. Whenever we go through difficulties and hardships, pain, suffering, we can choose to let the suffering transform us. Let the difficulties change us. Our vision through Gateway Church Wirral is to see the world transformed to transform lives. That transformation doesn't come easy. Because that involves changing the way we think, changing the way we do things. And that may very well be even during the times when it's difficult, even during the times when we're having to go through some suffering. Now think about this. Some 
suffering, some pain, some difficulties are things that we choose to go through to see that transformation happen. We choose, we can choose to go through some form of suffering or difficulty to get to a desired result. Like, let me give you an example. Somebody who's training up to become an athlete or somebody wanting to go and do a marathon. We have some people, I believe, here in this building who has done a marathon. Not me. Don't look at me. Don't ask for tips from me about a marathon. I've never done it. But imagine, they go through a lot of training. They go on the road or wherever they train, away from their family, spending hours, probably days, even weeks in preparation, getting on a restricted diet, having splinters, having to endure pain on their ankles or wherever, all to become transformed to somebody who can endure and finish a marathon. You might be going through some transformation yourself. And that's not always going to be easy. There will be some degree of pain and difficulty there. But all that you'll be happy to do just to get to where you want to be. Ronald, that's easy. I can choose to do that. Or I can choose not to do it. Fine. But if you want to go somewhere, you must be willing to do something you've never done before. But here's the thing. Most of our sufferings, most of the difficulties we have to endure are things we never wanted. Hands up if you agree. Yeah, you're allowed. That's not part of the restrictions. If you're watching online, type on the chat box. Yeah, most of the things I'm going through right now are things I never wanted. Yeah, I agree with you, Ronald. What do we do then? We serve a good God. He can turn a desert into a, an oasis. He can even let a river run through the desert. He can turn a bad thing into a good thing. There's nothing impossible with our great God. He can make this situation that the enemy may have intended to your harm to be something that will be of benefit to you. He can turn a curse into a blessing. He can make this time of difficulty and restrictions and difficulties and pain and difficulties and suffering as a time for you to break out and experience what God has intended for you. He can transform your character. He can transform the way you think, the value system in your mind, in your life. He can transform you. And he can do that even in the midst of the difficulties you're going through right now. Such is the God that we serve. That's why James in this letter in chapter 1 boldly told us, when I was a young Christian, I struggled with this passage because I can't really see it. But as I grow older, I'm seeing this more and more in my life. We read in James chapter 1, verse 2, count it all joy. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know, wow. There's a certainty there. For you know that the testing of your faith, you know, that part, the second phase of that three-phase um, faith journey, 
challenged faith. For you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Steadfastness. And that, that steadfastness have its full effect when it's become complete, when it's coming to the fullness. You may be perfect, complete, lacking not in any good thing. Now that's where I want to be. Don't know about you, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be complete. I want to be made perfect. But we are reminded we have to go through the tests, endure the difficulties. God can use those experiences to transform us, make us complete, make us perfect. If we allow God to transform us, through the season of challenged faith, where your faith is being challenged, when you feel that God is so distant, when you feel that prayers are taking too long to be answered by God, when you go through that season of challenged faith, we will find ourselves grow and be transformed closer towards that third phase where our faith is being lived out in the things that we do. A faith that doesn't depend on circumstance, no longer dependent on what's happening around us. This is where we want to be. That's why we can say, I am made whole. When I'm weak, I am made strong. When I am poor, I am rich. All through that transformation that God allows in our lives. Even in the midst of the difficulties. Even in the midst of the suffering, if we submit to our God, he will use our current situation and transform us. If you desire that for, your, for yourselves, I would encourage you, seek God. Ask for him to lead you and listen to his voice. Submit to his voice and follow him. Now let's go back to Moses' situation. He was... At this mountain, Mount Nebo, and he was told, yeah, the, the promised land is there. But you cannot enter in. You cannot experience what I intended you to do. Do you think Moses was a failure? I thought he was. Because he was supposed to be leading these people to this wonderful place. But he only saw it and never entered that land. But if you go back to what the Bible tells us, Deuteronomy chapter 34, and I'm encouraged by this. I'm encouraged by his story. We read in chapter 34, verse 10. This is when Moses was just only able to see the promised land. Here we see the description. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, who did all those signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his officials and to his whole land. For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. If you read that description of a man, do you think he's a failure? 
I think this is a word for everyone. We may think that we have fallen short. We have missed out. This suffering and pain is so much that we are in the dumps. No. God sees us in a different way. He can transform the way we think, the way we feel, the way we view things in a way that allows us to be like Moses. Probably not entering literally, but God moves in marvelous ways. He has a bigger picture. He did lead out the Israelites into the promised land. He did manage to drive them away from this oppression in Egypt to a place where they can enjoy God's blessings. He was never a failure. Let me encourage you. Even in this time of suffering and pain and difficulty, God can transform you. God can change you. He can turn things around just like that. Let us trust him. Let us submit to his voice. And let us be transformed into the people he intended us to be. There's a song that I like to quote. Help me in my unbelief. Even when my eyes cannot see. You're the name above all names. You're the name above the grave. Let that message be true in our lives. So no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what difficulty you have to endure, let God's word be real, be transformed, submit to him, and he will lead you on to greater things. Let's all stand as we pray. Lord God, we cannot understand everything in full. And the pains and the sufferings that we go through are real. We cannot deny them. But we know that you are a God over us, a Father who loves us. And that in all of this, you are actually moving into our lives to change us, to transform us. Teach us to respond in ways that will make us the people you want us to be glorifying your name in the process. May we learn to move away from self-doubt and fear. But may we stand strong in the knowledge that you will guide us through into our promised land. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Thank you very much, Lord, for abiding with us and helping us to connect with you this morning. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to praise you. As we go into the week, continue to allow us the opportunity to praise you. Amen. So thank you very much for joining us online. Thank you for coming in person this week. I believe that we have met with God. Um, again, as we usually do, for those of, of you who are in the building, if you're at home, you are free to grab a cup of tea, coffee, or do whatever you want to do. Uh, for those of us in the building, we're going to go out again, uh, observing the social distancing and in order. So again, we're going to start with the people on 
the left of my uh, my left hand side if you go out now uh, you can greet each other at the outside but make sure you don't clog the the entrance allow people to go and God bless you don't forget to connect with your transform lab transform community during the week uh, pandemic shouldn't stop us from relating the Lord bless you have a wonderful week and see you next week.